dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thank you one and all once again for joining us here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com, presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, which we will tell you about more a little bit later on. Today, we speak with one of the world's most renowned experts in vapor technology. We're also going to talk about regulations, manufacturing, and distribution. Our guest is a vocal proponent of improving safety and manufacturing regulations, and I for one, I must also agree. I'm here with the co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group, B-L-I-N-C, apostrophe S, Arnaud Dumas de Roli. Arnaud, how are you? Hey. Uh, great. How are you? I'm uh, doing wonderful. Hopefully I didn't butcher the name too much, but uh, it's... Uh, you please... No, no, no problem. Oh, when because people, before I go forward, it, you I can just... always correct me on that. I can always do that here on the year on the fly. That's okay. Uh, that's, that's no problem. All right. People can't pronounce it. I just say, call me dumbass. And they, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, no. I was like, I won't be offended. Don't worry. <laughs> no worries. We'll, we'll use something much more. So, Arnaud, in a recent press release, your company announced that they are introducing a new set of standards for all their products, pledging to keep detectable heavy metals well below industry regulations and challenging the rest of the industry to pledge the same. So please expand on what some of those standards are that your challenge entails. Well, yeah, let me let me just backtrack one second here. Um, just to explain all the all the standards work. Um, I'm also chairman of the uh, ISO standards on vaping products and chairman of the European Commission standards on vaping products. So coming from this this really a background of, of standards work, especially in a nascent industry like nicotine vaping was from the from uh, from the start. Um, the the entire objective of having standards is to show the regulators that we're doing things correctly and that we're doing things in the interest of public safety, of harm reduction, and of the end consumer. Um, that is basically the the, the genesis of uh, CVSI, the Cannabis Vape Safety Initiative. Um, we we ha- abide by these uh, very basic standards. Actually, they're they're more common sense, um, uh, like manufacturing in dust-free environments, manufacturing in ISO and GMP certified facilities, um, have certified clean uh, heavy metal testing, which is one of the, the the main issues that we've seen on the on at least in California with Phase Three. Uh, coming in, uh, in 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 the beginning of the year, a lot of these products did not pass heavy metal testing, um, and uh, you have to understand that the heavy metals do not come exclusively from the oil and do not come exclusively from the hardware, but the mix of both uh, can really create dynamite for a, for a, for a consumer if these standards are not respected. Um, so we're really trying to promote these standards for the betterment of the industry and to basically avoid seeing what happened to the nicotine vaping industry in the U.S. uh, happen to our cannabis industry. There are no new products allowed on the market since August 8, 2016 um, in in the nicotine vaping world. Interesting. Now, really for me, I see all this happening with vaping and the kind of amounts. We're going to talk about that a little bit, about how much uh, the purchases are being made, especially for when it comes to mainstream uh, products. No matter how things work out between flour or vape, vape, I still feel like when it's all said and done, that will over... I personally think it will overshadow uh, what kind of a revenue is going to come out for every dispensary when it comes down to it. So the importance of the safety standards here and you know putting something in place, somebody you know, really being an advocate and holding those accountable is very important. Now, as part of this challenge... Blink is going to officially label them as CVSI, or Cannabis Vape Safety Initiative Certified, and provide materials for packaging and marketing efforts to announce the designation. So talk about what this designation should mean in the eyes of other vape manufacturers. This this designation is 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 obviously not something that we're going to we're going to certify because we're not we're not an association we're not a non for profit 
trying to get this done. This is sending a message out to the industry. This is sending a message out to all of the hardware manufacturers uh, in China. This is sending out a message to all of the processors, the producers, the MSOs, the LPs, uh, to be aware of what needs to be done to provide safe products for their consumers. Um, in, in, in terms of what it comes down to, we're really looking at basic testing that people do not understand. Let me give you a basic example. Um, when, when you ask uh, any cannabis manufacturer or extract manufacturer, um, or do they test emissions in their products? Everyone looks at you very weird and like, why should we test emissions? We test the oil. Well, because the oil through vaporization gets transformed into an aerosol. That aerosol has different properties than the oil itself. And that aerosol is the first thing that your consumers are gonna be putting in their lungs. So we feel that that is very, very important to understand. And above that is really understanding the entire vaporization process. What are the byproducts generated from the vaporization process? Are those byproducts safe? Are they dangerous? Is there a limit to, is there a way to limit that, uh, that, that the, the toxic effect of those byproducts? Um, and, and there are millions of different possibilities depending on what's in the oil and what's in the device. If you look at the, the, the heavy metal example um, I gave earlier about California, you see that you can have oil that is completely clean, free of, uh, of heavy metals. You put it in a cartridge that is made, for instance, with copper or most of the specific alloys that are used in China are a specific alloy called H59. That alloy contains a little bit of lead, which by itself is not dangerous, but when it leaches into cannabis, you, you go above those thresholds that the, the Bureau of Cannabis Control has set and vice versa. Sometimes you have the, uh, the, the, the heavy metals that are directly in the soil, in the pesticides, in the water, in the plant itself, and that automatically trickle down to the extract. So it, it's, a, it's kind of a double-edged sword uh, and we have to be a very uh, professional as an industry in understanding how all of that works so we provide safe products to consumers. How important is it for vaping standards to be so high when you see what e-cigarettes and other non-cannabis or CBD-related vaping devices are under scrutiny? Well, I think it's even more important now because where when you highlight what happened to the nicotine vaping industry, um, you you quickly realize that a lot of the regulation that currently exists, whether it's in Europe or here in the U, in the U.S. Uh, on traditional nic nicotine vaping, is not at all present on cannabis. Uh, so, going back down to this emissions, we have to do emissions testing uh, to prove that there's uh, no formaldehyde, for instance, or that there's very low levels of, uh, of aldehydes coming out of the vapor. In cannabis, that doesn't have to be done yet, but that is coming down the road. We have a prime example with the nicotine vaping industry of what not to do, yet our entire industry is still... Uh, forging ahead without putting, giving second thought to what's put into the devices and what's coming out. I'm going to give you another example. Mm -hmm. All these products are made in China. 99% oh. of the vaping products are made in China. So, you mean the devices you, are made in China? The devices, yes. Right. Okay. How do you control what is in those products? All these Chinese, they call themselves manufacturers send out a whole bunch of emails to everyone in the industry saying, hey, buy my cartridge, here's the price, here's this. Everyone finally chooses one, buys from them. They buy from, not a manufacturer, they buy from an assembler. And if they're lucky, otherwise they're even buying from a trading company who's a middleman. If they buy from the assembler, that assembler has his own suppliers that for that that supplies the coil that supplies the metal that supplies the plastic that supplies the glass they have a multitude of suppliers what tells you that that assembler has chosen the right suppliers 
and the right materials from that suppliers. Nothing right now. And that's really something we're pushing. At the Blink Group, we control those assemblers because we provide them with their suppliers. You want to work with us? Great. You're going to use our suppliers, not yours. Um, even moving further down the, the supply chain, uh, what is going to guarantee you that if you buy a batch of 10,000 products, you like them, they work perfectly, what's going to guarantee you that the next batch of 10,000 that you're going to buy, you're going to be buying is the exact same quality and has the exact same suppliers as the first one. Now, we, don't, so, we have to expand the argument as well, and I think I want to do that before we get to the break. Because it's not just in terms of the devices, which of course is a problem, but it's also, of course, the CBD going into it. And one of the stories that came off our Consumer Reports, a big report about it called CBD may be legal, but is is it safe? They talked about a story here where in Salt Lake City, Utah, in the area, there was a product called YOLO CBD. And through the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, uh, there was a, a pharmacist, I guess, or a doctor that actually found out that 52 patients were sickened by counterfeit CBD, including 33 by this product, YOLO CBD, and the rest by other unidentified products. When they went through and checked the products out, they said it was nothing unusual looking about the products, but the testing showed that the vaping liquid contained a dangerous form of synthetic cannabinoid, uh, 5-fluoro-MDMB Panaka or 5-F-ADB, a compound that can trigger paranoia or panic attacks, increase heart rate and blood pressure, and can cause convulsions, organ damage, and even death. Then the other part of the test also found over-the-counter cough medicine, dextromethorphan, which has a reputation in teens for getting users high. This kind of stuff, I mean, I don't know what can be done on that end, but you know, we know what's happening within the states, but what can be done outside of the states that are not necessarily under medical or adult use use, but they're getting their hands on vaping liquids or getting their hands on vaping products and it's not being properly uh, standardized and regulated and tested like all the other states that are around, it's like say California, Nevada, or Colorado. I think it all comes down to doing due diligence. Um, when, when, when you buy a car, what do you do? You, you go out and tr you try it. Uh, you try it at the dealership. You try it because a friend has one. You try the products. It's the same kind of concept. Before buying or mass buying a product, you ask for samples and you do the job yourself. You do the vetting yourself. You send them to a lab. You send them uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to a hardware lab to test for heavy metals. You the oil itself, you send it to a, an, uh, an, an analysis lab, sorry, to get the COAs, and you verify what's in there. If you're a proper uh, a legal producer uh, or retailer even of these devices, you should do that. Same thing when you're a retailer and you buy from brands who have these devices. You should still be testing or asking for COAs from every new batch because legally, in most states, they are supposed to be providing it. And I really think that's what's missing. It's this, this whole due diligence of working with a product. Um, if you look at uh, uh, a very well-known uh, brand of, uh, of vape carts, I'm not going to state the name here, but um, everyone, everyone knows them and has already seen them. Uh, they are bootlegged and they are copied all over the place on the gray or the black market. And these, these, this brand is only available right now in California and Nevada. Why, being in New York, am I seeing these on the street? Am I having people come up to me uh, with, with these products and say, hey, do you, you want, you're interested in buying a vape cart? And I'm seeing these. So my, my initial thought is those cannot be real. They're automatically fake. So mm -hmm. what did I do? I bought a couple of these off a couple of black market people and mm -hmm. sent them to labs. And then you get all the products that you're talking about in there because they're all bootlegged or they're made <coughs> or they're copied or they're, uh, they're, they're made uh, by people in their garage. Um, and I think, again, that due diligence is very, very important. It's outrageous. Um, now, I even went to a conference uh, this past week in Miami where one of the companies, I'm not going to make mention, but I mean, good, reputable company, they have a proper uh, CBD formula. Or for making vape pens, and you know they have 
on agreement to go ahead and use the same formula, which they don't know what the formula is, but they are able to go and use that formula towards the hemp uh, that they are able to procure themselves, and they're putting that into the vape pen. So they're using that same formula that's being used towards that. If there's any kind of collusion there, or if anybody comes in here with an ulterior motive, I don't want to put the, the fear of, of, of on people, but this is something that we have to keep an eye on. And it's not just within our own industry. We have to look at everybody else. And if there's a way to crack down or to work with others to crack down and hold people accountable with this, because I think it's not so much of an issue in terms of companies that are being that we know in the industry now that are being very accountable. They are spending the money, lots of it, to make quality product, and they are going above and beyond. And all the people I've talked to here on Blood Business, for, um, I can pretty much vouch, they're doing great work. They're doing, I think they're doing exactly what you're saying, but there are those out there that need to understand. There's some black market influence that's still coming in. There are certain directories that still include black market uh, companies or dispensaries that shouldn't be in there. We need to find a way to curb all this black market stuff out of everything and purify basically what's going on in this industry. Let me go and do this. We're going to go to commercial break. I want to talk some more about a few things in terms of all this with vaping. This is a very good conversation. And I just think it's, this should open the dialogue and more people should be talking about it. We should have more discussion about it, more debate and discourse. I'm here with Arnaud Dumas de Roli, co-founder, CEO, and co-CEO of the Blinks Group. We're going to be back more with you here on Bump Business in just a moment. But first, I got to talk to you about... Of course, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, which is August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. It's your chance to be educated, empowered, and engage with some of the biggest leaders in the industry, thousands of, um, of cannabis professionals, caregivers, patients, and many others are going to be there. And you have a chance to be part. I hope you're going to take time to go and join us. It's going to be a great show. We will have several things going on the, the event I got to learn about. We will have, on Friday, August 2nd, the day before, we will offer a cultivation workshop. We will have an SEO workshop for digital marketers. You want to learn how to have your cannabis dispenser, your company, listed at the very top of Google, Yahoo, or Bing. We have somebody that coined the term search engine optimization. He's going to show you how. Plus, for doctors in the South Florida area, if you're looking to go ahead and learn about taking the test or take the test on site to become a doctor that will also dispense medical marijuana cards or give or to ha- handle the evaluation and reviews for those patients, you get to be a part of that too. All that's going on, that's the Friday before and then August 2nd, 3rd and 4th is the Expo and Conference and all the sessions of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. More with Arnaud. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back 
with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with a very stimulating conversation here with Arnaud Dumas de Rally, co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group. So, Arnaud, I recently featured an interview with the folks over at Headset. I talked to Cy Scott about a new report that spotlighted how vape purchases make up a third of all revenue, even though pen prices still range as low as $30 in Washington State to over $50 in California. With pricing and black market prominence, which the problem is in California, in the same Data Insight report, said that California is still dealing with a prominent issue of black market sales and is still becoming a big factor. So when it comes to vaping products, what can be done to keep costs down on vapes while maintaining quality until the cost cutting comes in because of supply, demand, and competition finally weighs itself in? Well, the, the, the cost uh, comes from mainly from the extract that's inside. Um, right. And the, that, that cost, as you say, is going to become a commodity, that product, at, at one point going down, just like flour is. Um, right. the, the differentiation is going to be done on the quality of vaporization and on the hardware that is used and the different methods of vaporization. Uh, there are a lot of new methods that are being created uh, as we speak um, that that will provide a safer aerosol to consumers. I really think to keep the costs uh, down for consumers uh, while still maintaining quality is to work with the right hardware um, because we know the costs are going to come down in concentrates. If we work with bad hardware, these products are going to become rare, they're going to be over-regulated, and the pricing of the good ones is going to go way up. If you already look at the, 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 the median cost of a, of a, of a good, uh, safe cartridge is anywhere between $1.75 and $2.20 uh, $2. Um, on, on the market wholesale, uh, you have some of these products that, come, that, that are sold at 75 cents. I mean, what, hmm. what goes on in people's heads when they see a difference in pricing like that and they buy the cheap one? What do you, why do you think it's cheaper? People don't understand that. Um, so while buying a cheaper product right now ensures you make better margins, down the road, it's killing the industry. So yeah. people have to understand that hardware is very, very important uh, versus the, the the extract itself. I think when it's a matter of where alcohol and tobacco, kind of the way that's been consumed by people. So people are kind of prone. They don't mind going after the cheaper alcohol or tobacco products. So even though they're not going to be made well, but they can feel like they can get away with it. And I think that's the problem is that that habit is still there. And then the idea of not thinking the same way for vaping should be. But that's something that's got to get turned around, I would think. Uh, no, oh, uh, def- definitely. And if if you well, let's just frame it this way: if when a consumer buys a product, uh, what are they buying? They're buying the oil, and they're buying the device. If the oil is the best device in the world, is the best oil in the world, and the device is a shitty device, they're <laughs> buying a shitty product. Yeah. The other way around: if the device is the best one in the world, and the oil is the shittiest oil, their product is going to be shitty. Both of them go together. The entire product is the combination of both. So it's very important for, for, for people to keep that in the mindset. And I don't see this every day. People uh, tend to think my device is the best or my oil is the best. No, the combination of both is the best. If anyone is lower quality, both of the, the quality of the final product is going to be dragged down. Well, this has to be a way to get some of the lower end products that Obviously, from companies that are looking to make a quick buck, they have to get taken off. There has to be a way to, you know, somehow, this is also the, the importance of what needs to be done by those companies that have sell premium products. I mean, I'm not going to tell them to go ahead and, you know, that's capitalism. I mean, it's free market. If you're going to have some cheap products out there, I'm not going to tell people to go ahead and take those away from, from people that go buy. But I think that's the initiative of those premium companies that are selling the higher-end products to offer incentive, something that will make it much easier for them to go ahead. Because as soon as somebody takes on that finer end product, they're going to stick to that product and they're never going to go to that cheaper product. And I think that's what it has to come down to. It's the experience. 
you have to. I think these companies need to go and do something where they got to take a bit of a hit, take a loss leader a little bit on some products, something that you can get, a, you can allow to let yourself away with, so that people will invest in the better product down the line. I think that's what has to be done. Now, uh, in a recent survey, I want to ask you this: conducted with a Harris poll, Quartz.com asked over two thousand Americans about their use and perceptions of CBD. Results showed that the vast majority of people in the U.S. are aware of the cannabis-derived compound. 86% of survey takers have heard of CBD. Fewer than 20% have tried it, and only 7% say they use it regularly. So now, I think for people to get into CBD, I don't think they're going to go right into flour unless you've really, you know, that's what you've done, you know, prior to. I would imagine most people don't go right into flour uh, when it was medical or adult use. I think people just kind of learned from the black market before it got to where it is today. So vaping will probably be the way of the gateway for people to get into CBD and hemp-based CBD and THC. So do you think flower extract is going to take a significant backseat to vaping down the line? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it will. Um, but the, the the objective here again, and I'm sorry, I'm always bringing it back to quality and and, and safety, is understanding what those effects are. Uh, CBD, everyone's making a big fuss about it. So for for the past year or year and a half or two years, CBD and vaping CBD has been around for five for four to five years, yeah. and that was brought up by the e-liquid manufacturers who are adding isolate in their product. You can't add isolate to the vaping products. I'm a big advocate against this uh, because CBD and the effect of CBD, the efficiency of CBD comes with the entourage effect. You have to go full spectrum. You can't just take a random e-liquid and put CBD isolates in there. First of all, it's not going to mix well. You let the product sit on the shelf for two months, you're going to see the CBD isolate just all the way come down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, that's that's like a, a a very simple way to tell what kind of products are being used, and this the CBD itself is enjoying a huge craze right now, a huge trend. Everyone understands the benefit of CBD, but uh, as as Quartz was saying, is it is it FOMO, is it fear of missing out, um, and and I think that entire business cycle around CBD is going to stagnate at one point and drop back down because of the bad quality of products. Now, that's a good question you bring up. Do we need to have expiration dates? Can CBD vaping products be perishable? Of course they are. They have shelf lives. All these products uh, have shelf lives. Uh, Cannabis oil extracts have shelf lives. Uh, They also have certain conditions in which they uh, they can be stored. Uh, for instance, all of the cartridges that a lot of the cartridges that you see uh, on the market are transparent and they're not UV protected. UV degrades a lot of the substances inside cannabis extracts. Uh, so simply by putting your cart in the sun or in the light for a day, you're already diminishing the effects of that product. Right. Um, the, the the fact that uh, we're using, um, we're, we're not storing them properly or certain certain terpenes uh, completely change their effects after a couple of months. There, there has to be an expiration date on the products themselves. And that date has to be defined by the ingredients. Each ingredient in there has a proper effect. Just like e-liquids for nicotine vaping. Um, most, most of the expiration dates in e-liquids for vaping are between a year and 18 months. Um, there, there will be empirical data that will turn up in the few in the following months about um, expiration dates and best buy dates, at least uh, for cannabis oil. And I think you know that's a great thing to have. And I, I know that's going to hurt people hearing that business owners because they're going to say, "Well, look at the product we're, we're putting out here and producing." You know, we don't want to have this because I mean, they're going to feel like the supply and demand is going to take care of itself, but. I have to agree with this. I mean, it's the same way with the flower. You, there's obviously a perishable date by that as well. Vaping probably has to, I would have to think, absolutely has to follow that same standard. Now, another big problem when it comes to vaping, and this is one, this this thumps me right now more than anything else because it's 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 um, 
What's the best word I'm looking for? Well, it's harmful and it's it's abhorrent, basically. Because, unfortunately, some of the terminology has already come into the mainstream. And when you see people going to dispensaries, what they're asking for is unfortunate. Let's talk about vaping being compared to e-cigarettes in the mainstream dialogue. Vox recently reported, when, quote, when e-cigarettes first appeared on store shelves a few years back, they were marketed as a sleek, discreet technology that could help adult smokers kick a potentially deadly habit. Well, we know better. Flash forward to 2018. The year, the jewel vape, which uh, I hate, I really cannot stand when I hear see people go to the dispensaries. Oh, the jewel cartridge, right? No, no. <laughs> they're, they're, so the jewel vape device has taken over three quarters of the U.S. e-cigarette market. And listen, I, not for nothing, they spent a lot of money on marketing, a lot of money on getting their products out there, did a lot on packaging and making it look really cool to consume. But, you know, instead of catering to adult smokers, the cigarette industry has appeared to overwhelmingly target non-smoking youth. You're just creating new smokers. We don't need that. But now, can or should the industry do anything to keep the stigma of Juul or e-cigarettes off of vaping or just wait for Juul to crash and burn? Because we know it's being regulated online soon enough. The FDA is going to step right in. Thank God for that. Get this off the store shelves. Get it out of the hands of children so quickly to be able to get, get their hands off. Well, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of vaping. That's how I got into this yeah. industry the first time in 2009. I've lobbied for vaping. I believe vaping is the biggest harm reduction uh, solution to smoking. And just to put it bluntly, um, I'm give you the examples of France because I'm French. Uh-huh. Uh, in France, we have 73,000 people that die of tobacco every year. If in uh-huh. the end, after all switching everyone to vaping, we only have 10,000. That is still a big public uh, health uh, Hazard, crisis yes. avoided. Uh-huh. It's 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 perfect when you look at what happened with Juul. So first of all, you 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 said during the introduction that Juul is seventy five percent of the market, which is completely false. Oh, it is only seventy five percent of the market in C stores because C stores are the only products oh. that. Uh, that uh that that are the only people that actually have to report that data most of the products and the vaping products are sold through vape shops if you look at the compound data jewel is only 17 percent of the entire vaping market okay vox should actually vox if you're listening you need to go and correct that that's a retraction necessary uh, it, it is, but I hear that all the time. Everyone thinks that because the media extrapolates everything. Now, well, I have a big aspect. problem with the media anyway. Just in the way, and I'm not being any political, anyway, political on here. I'm just saying, but journalism has taken a major step back and to find context in anything I talk about. I, I do another podcast, so I talked about that ad nauseum yesterday. It's a problem, but that right there, it's it's deceiving. And, and this, first of all, Juul as itself is a deceptive product. And then right there, what was just being said by that article is deceptive in its own. I mean, how can people be well-informed, whether it's youth or whether it's adults that are reading that story? It's amazing. Exactly. And, and if you want the whole story about Juul, Juul is a fabulous product. That's the point. It's a well-made, Juul, the contraption's good. It is, it's, but its use is great. Juul is aimed only at smokers. The problem that Juul has is their distribution network. Juul is the first product that went mainstream. If yeah. Juul was sold only in vape shops, it would never hit the, uh, the, the, the children. It hits the children, why? Because it's sold in a smoke shop. And I've done the test myself. I've sent my four-year-old son to, with my wife mm-hmm. to go into, into a shop and ask, do you have jewel pods? I want to buy them for my dad in a smoke shop. They don't check ID. They don't check anything. Oh. They don't give a crap. That is Jewel's issue because they started being sold in outlets that were not vape shops. Vape shops from the beginning don't allow people in or, or kick them out if they don't show ID. Smoke shops, on the other hand, do not give a rat's ass. Hence the fact that a lot of these kids started getting their hands on Juul. And of course, Juul is nice, it's small, it's sleek, they can conceal it, and they're getting their, uh, their, their nicotine pods from all of these smoke shops. None of them are getting them from vape shops. But now the question is... verify this. Well, I mean, 
why isn't anybody out there looking to reach out to Jewel if this hasn't already been done? Why why does Jewel need to be a part of this market and the nicotine market? Why don't you just sell that product and, and you know make it a trademark product? And, you know, the Jewel pods can be made so that people don't have to go and get vape, uh, vape pens being made in China or somewhere else that might be not well-crafted. If Jewel's, you know, running the market on well-crafted pens, then maybe companies can take their product and put it in those pens. That's just a thought. They are, they they are well crafted. It's a razor blade model. You can't yeah. you can't the jewel will never do that because it's it's not their business model. Their business model. But they is would make the money off blade. of it. I think they make more money than they would off of nicotine. Well, but I guess probably not. But if this happens, if they if they get shut down from the C stores, why wouldn't they? Well, that's already what's uh, what's happening. They're stripping. Away, that's why they're stripping away. And this is Jewel's decision uh, to strip away all the flavors from the C stores. Now you can only get flavors online because there's ID verification online. Yeah. Uh, they they are they're a victim of their success in C stores. <laughs> this is not at all with what was in, what was intended with this. And the problem is there's blowback on the entire e-cig industry because of the media who says that Jewel is 75% of the industry when it's really not. Um, yeah. that, that pushes this and and in terms of safety and harm reduction I mean, no one knows what's in a cigarette. There are a thousand ingredients in a cigarette. Out of those thousand, oh, yeah. there are 996 that make the nicotine more addictive. In e-liquid, there are four ingredients that are well documented that everyone yeah. knows about. So I, that's why I get, I, I get goosebumps when someone says, "Oh, we don't know what's inside." <laughs> well, of course we do. We, it's very simple, and we also yeah. have the emissions analysis I was talking about in the first part of the of, of the podcast. The emissions we know exactly what comes out of it. And we don't know in cannabis vaping, yet those products are all over the place and no one complains about it. Now, let's go into this. We're going to go and run off to another commercial break, but I've really been enjoying this conversation. It's really wonderful to talk about. So I want to talk about one more thing with you. A couple more questions for you as we go ahead and finish up here on Blunt Business. We'll be back more with Arnaud Dumas de Roli, co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group, B-L-I-N-C group.com. You can learn more and we'll talk more with Arnaud after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions with Arnaud Dumas de Rilly of the Blink Group. Again, the website is B-L-I-N-C group.com and a lot of her products you have vape cards sex pro connection cannabis packaging so much to look at uh, solutions for enterprise uh, products and more so if you get a chance to look at the website real quickly Blink Group is in the process of becoming one of the few vaporizer distributors that is ISO 9001 certified so now the word is you're working exclusively with ISO and GMP certified manufacturers that have 10 plus years of in-depth experience in vaping 
product R&D, research and development, manufacturing and distribution, which enables you to stay ahead of compliance or regulatory concerns. And Blink has developed products and partnerships with a selective four out of 600 manufacturers to make sure every product comes from an ISO or CGMP certified source. All those acronyms got me crazy. Please unpack all this for us. <laughs> all right. So basically, we 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 work with uh, actually four out of the only six factories that are ISO certified in China, um, and have worked in the past with two hundred of them. So we know which ones are the right ones to work. We also have a team on the ground in China. We have an office in Chejing in Shenzhen. Uh, that's comprised with the former quality control manager of Lowe's, of Home Depot, uh, and the former QA manager, uh, so quality assurance manager of IKEA. Um, we have an expert team on the grounds, and we also uh, provide these assemblers in these factories with our own suppliers that, that are in China, but that we've audited, that we've worked with over the past few years. So we, we make sure that everything is produced um, in, in the right way. Also, in terms of ISO 9001 that we're, uh, we're, we're in the process of getting certified is because we have put in place a quality management system. A quality management system is basically having all the SOPs in place uh, to be able to say, hey, this product or this, this, uh, this entire process isn't working. Okay, let's fix it. This is how we fix it and this is how we record what happened. What happens with a lot of these other factories uh, that are flooding the market with products in, in the US is that they actually uh, pull out qu bad quality products, but they don't record it. So they're gonna make that same mistake again in the next production run and in the next production run. That's basically, in a nutshell, uh, what a QMS is. Um, and furthermore, uh, our enterprise solutions package is not only providing hardware, we design the hardware. We design IPable hardware. We create the SOPs for filling, for capping. We provide the capping and the filling machines as well. We also do the formulation work for the oils so the oil matches the device and vice versa. That is really our core activity and uh, what we pride ourselves in, into doing. We are the only player in the industry right now that's able to provide these enterprise solutions simply because we're the only player that has this much experience in the vaping industry. Uh, on, on, we, we don't just supply product. Um, to give you another example, we will never uh, supply vaping hardware to a company if they don't give us uh, a minimum of information on their, their oil and if we don't get that, our hands on that oil to test through certain products. Um, that's very, very important for regulation, for compliance, uh, for safe products, and for having a product that actually delivers the effects that that, that producer, or that processor, that MSO, that LP is selling to their clients. I'm looking at some of the products you have up here on the site. I'm looking at puffman.com and looking at all these different puff keys and vape carts and batteries and starter kits and just very stylish, really look, good-looking quality, and uh, obviously what the CBD you have behind it must be great. I really do love all this. So i got to ask you, talk to our listeners for a minute. Tell them how they can get their hands on products like Puffman and learn more about what you're doing at Blinks. So uh, very, very simple. Puffman is our uh, direct-to-consumer uh, brand. Um, Puffman.com, P-U-F-F-M-E-N.com is where you can uh, get your hands on uh, a lot of our products. Um, and more importantly, uh, on the enterprise solution, if you're a brand, a processor, a producer, you're looking at getting safe and quality controlled vape hardware, we will never ship any hardware to you until you've signed off, signed off on the quality control report. That's very, very important. If you are looking for a fully outsource service around vaping, please let us know. I'm gonna give you guys my email to all the listeners. It's A-D-R at theblinkgroup.com. T-H-E-B-L-I-N-C group.com. Um, please don't hesitate. Uh, contact us and we will figure out a solution to get your, your best vaping products in your hands for your consumers. 
Fantastic. I really love what you're trying to do and put together. And I like that you're taking the initiative and trying to, you know, try to transcend for everybody out there. Because I think, you know, part of this was a matter of just, I mean, obviously the standards, the quality, te- the quality control that needs to be happening, which we talk about a lot on this show with a lot of different companies, you know, whether it's in their greenhouses or when it's in their dispensaries. But I'll tell you, when it comes to the actual product and it's being assembled, you know, we have a lot of things to work. There's a lot of outlying factors that are affecting the cannabis industry when it comes to vaping, when it comes to CBD and what's going on. We've, we've pointed out a couple of those points today and not just that you pointed out yourself, misconceptions, misconstrued, unsubstantiated comments from the mainstream media and through mainstream society in general. We're getting a lot of bad flack, but somebody has to, and this is where I come through with, I, and I have to push back on those that are confronted by the mainstream media, because obviously, you know, cable news sources, other places that are out there, people that are getting, uh, they're, they're getting uh, asked to go and speak and quote, be quoted in interviews or uh, articles, stories. We have to have the right people in front to talk about this. And there has to be something done with whatever we can do to get the word out there and to protect our pro- protect the profits we're making here, protect the success of what this is doing here, because all this other underlying crap is only going to hurt this industry. We need to stop that before it becomes a bigger problem. We are, we are working with a, with an industry and a game changing and life changing product that can improve the lives of millions of people. We need to do this correctly. Yes. Otherwise, regulators and our governments are going to crack down and are going to stop us from providing this life-changing plant in all various formats to consumers. And by all means, I'm not talking about just stop people from making money. That's what I want. I want everybody to go make money, but unfortunately, there's an investment that needs to be made with this industry to make sure everybody's held accountable and also that we need to also be accountable of each other. It's just a matter of... Because if one mistake, if any particular mistake happens, it affects the whole industry. And it's not right. It's not fair. But those people that control, you know, the voices out there, the platforms that are out there, you know, they still have a way to, I think people are starting to wean away from it altogether because people are getting tired of not being able to learn what they want to learn. And they're going to other sources. So that's fine. But there's still enough out there that's going to affect us pushing forward. That's why the problems with the banking industry is still an issue. That's why the issues with quality control is still going to be an issue. We need to get this worked out. And, you know, we have bills that are about to be circulated and that are being circulated right now, whether it's the States Act or whether it's the Banking Act or whether it's something else that's being pushed out by one of the uh, presidential candidates out there trying to run for 2020 presidential election. They're all looking to bring something aboard where legalization, whether it's state by state or altogether federal legalization is going to come to pass. And all this has to be rectified before then. And we don't have that much time. Yeah, Because if it's not rectified before that, all of this is going to create is is a burden in an overregulated industry. And most importantly, we don't want, and this is for my own sake, I don't want all of corporate America to just jump right in here and basically make a mess of this because they will. And I don't want that either. We have a lot of good people now. And I, I listen, God bless those that are coming into the industry from Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies. But I don't. But when corporations start coming in and starting to go ahead and say, okay, we're going to come in here and make products, the, the people that are going to stand out that are going to stand for quality, stand for accountability, they're going to stand out. Those are the ones that need to stand out so that this industry will succeed. That's my opinion. Exactly. Differentiate yourself by quality. Exactly. And once you have good quality and safe products, you can use that as a marketing tool yeah. instead of just coming up with marketing. No. Base all of your marketing on quality and safety. There you it's go. a win-win solution. Agreed. Amen. Arnaud Dumas de Relief, thank you so much. Here, co-founder and CEO of the Blinks Group. Again, the B-L-I-N-C group.com or Puffman, P-U-F-F-M-E-N.com. Thanks so much for being with us here on Blunt Business. Thank you very much for having me, uh, and uh, have a good day, everyone. Uh, thank you. What a great conversation. Folks, before we get out of here, want to hear a lot of great conversations. I hope to get this kind of conversation rolling at the upcoming United States Cannabis Conference and Expo because we want to help all of you out there, whether you'd like to speak, sponsor, or exhibit. 
We want to position you and your company as an industry leader that will have an audience that will listen and engage. So it's events like ours that are going to try to push the push the envelope forward and create that kind of uh, uh, that kind of sense of uh, really just getting a community together to go for like-minded ideas to really succeed together. That's the idea. That's really just it's brother brotherhood. It's it's uh, real relationships being put together, fostering great business together. So join us August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida, for our returning conference. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. So then, again, anyway, folks, thanks again for listening to us here on Bump Business. You can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes. Oh, the Apple Podcast. That's right. Changed it. It's now rate and review there because they put a big rate and review up there for our site, for our page. Please rate and review. Give us five stars, if you will. And also do the same for Google Podcasts. Also subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.